0: The We Can Talk About That podcast is a space for women to grow spiritually with other believers by approaching both practical questions and tough conversations from a biblical foundation.
1: We're passionate about creating a space where we can set up a conversation and send you out ready, excited, confident, and prepared to engage in it wherever God has you. So whatever it is, it's welcome here.
0: Let's talk. All right, welcome back. We are glad you're with us this morning. If you listened to the previous two episodes, you got to hear a little bit of Liz's story and a little bit of my story. And we want to teach you how to share your story. And so we wanna first acknowledge that there is a space to share vulnerably with Christian community. And build in-depth relationships and truly get to know each other on a spiritual level. We actually really encourage this if you're in a small group or if you have people in your church that you can get together and share life with. Share about your past, your present, what God is doing in your life and where he's teaching you. This is so important to do in Christian community. It's how we learn to hold each other accountable. It's how we learn how to best encourage one another and it's also not what we're talking about this morning those are great we want you to do that there is a total space in the kingdom to be involved in sharing your story with other believers and today we're going to be talking about how we use our stories to reach an unbeliever so this is not sharing our stories with christian community this is using our stories to leverage the gospel
1: Right. So our stories look different when we're sharing with believers versus unbelievers. And it's really important to focus on unbelievers because our goal is to just shine the light back to Jesus, right? And point unbelievers to Jesus and Sharing our story is a great way to do that. So why we share our stories and why it's important to share our stories is nobody can argue with you. Nobody can say anything about your story because it's what God has done through you and how he has changed your heart to point you towards him. And nobody can argue that. They may be skeptical, but nobody can argue the truth behind that. And It's something that, you know, you don't have any doubts about what has happened because you've experienced it and you've experienced and walked through your past and you know this and you can be 110% confident when sharing your story. We also truly believe that there is power in sharing your testimony. And again, I think this is probably my favorite way to share the gospel is using my story and the way the Lord has renewed my heart to share the gospel and just point others towards him. I think it's the realest way for me to do it and for me it's the most comfortable because I know I know it. (laughs) So we also see in scripture countless acts of people sharing their story. So in the New Testament we kind of see Paul revealing his story through acts and the letters that he writes to the churches and in the Old Testament we see Israelites are being called to remember and this just emphasizes the importance of, we still believe the Bible is living. You know, we said that a couple episodes ago, and this is why we see in the old Testament that people are called to remember what the Lord has done and to share their experience and what they've gone through.
0: Yeah. I think for me, the reason I tell people all the time, like your story matters is because I just believe God thinks that like, I, I know that God thinks our stories are important because when he decided to put together and inspire The biblical authors to write scriptures, when we flip from it, from Genesis to Revelation, the work that God chose to record in scripture for all generations to read is people's stories. Like that's what scripture is, is countless story after story of how God interacted with humanity and changed the course of their eternity and renewed them through his grace right? So that is why your testimony matters. Like God clearly values the the work he is doing in our lives and us remembering and sharing that with others. And so my favorite example of this, I try really hard not to make this my favorite example of this, because if you're part of our church network, we're really named after this passage, woman at the well in John four. And so some of us get a little tired of hearing it because it's a yearly, you know, sermon, but it is truly my favorite example of, you know, God using someone's testimony for the gospel. And so if you have not read it before, I'm going to encourage you to flip open to John 4 and read it for yourself. I'm not going to do that over this podcast episode for you because it's a little bit long, but I'm going to give you, to give you the cliff notes and kind of walk through it. And so there in this story, there's this example of Jesus walking across and, and coming up to a Samaritan woman. And so what's important to notice is that in order for Jesus to go about his journey, he went out of the normal path of journey to walk through Samaria. This is something at the time, cultural context, Jews and Samaritans did not interact with each other. And so even the fact that Jesus was walking through Samaria was pretty counter-cultural. But he walks up to this woman in the middle of the day who is at the well. And this would have been a little confusing culturally for a woman to be at the well in the middle of the day because this was the hottest part of the day. And so at this time, The women typically all went to the well together in the morning. And so this woman is someone who has come out in the middle of the day to avoid interacting with people. And God seeks her out. Jesus walks up to her and he meets her at this space and he asks her for a drink of water. And she is confused that he's even talking to her. And eventually she starts to interact with Jesus and Jesus tells her, if you would have asked me, I would have given you the living water. And she like looks at him and she's real confused. Cause she's like, you don't have a bucket. Like you asked me for a drink of water. What do you mean? You're going to like offer me living water. And Jesus ultimately tells her that I am the coming Messiah. The one who has promised him. I, and he interacts with her in a way that, that brings her the truth of the gospel. And he doesn't just bring it to her randomly. He, he brings to it, uh, sharing with her that he knows her. So this woman is someone who would have had a lot of sin in her life. She had a lot of shame with Zita and that she's coming out at noon by herself to the well to avoid the other women. She is likely an outcast from society. We see that Jesus confronts her with her many husbands and the woman and the man that she has at home right now, is not her husband, right? So like Jesus comes up to her is like super clear. I know what you did. And yet offers her this living water and this gospel opportunity to have a life following him and have salvation in him and then the woman accepts and goes home and this is such a beautiful encounter right so we see Jesus encounter this woman with the gospel and it says she leaves the jar behind and goes back says then leaving her jar the woman went back to the town and said to the people come and see the man who told me everything I did and this is really small note that she leaves the jar behind and I think it's really powerful Because the thing that she brought to the well, the thing that she brought to sustain her, right? The thing she thought she needed, she left behind when she encountered the gospel. And I think when we look at it, this is true for us, that we have all of these things that we use to sustain ourselves. And a lot of them are sin. And we encounter Jesus. We get to leave them behind and run the freedom home of not having to carry that anymore. And so she goes, and she goes home and her testimony of the town is, look, he told me everything I ever did, right? Like there's like, and this is not like, he's not like, oh, Jesus came up to him and he praised me for who I am. That is not what Jesus does. right? Like, he confronts her on her sin. And she goes back and she tells all these people, look and come and tell me the man who told me everything I did. And it goes on in verse 9 to say, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. This is huge because we have to consider that she was an outcast from society it is not like this noble woman who was well respected well honored looked to for wisdom came to this town and they were all like yes we're so used to listening to you and we love what you have to say tell me everything and we'll listen right like she's not a notable teacher of the town she was looked down in shame and she came to the town and said look the messiah has come and they believed her her testimony had power to show them the truth of the gospel and they believed in him And in verse 42, it says, we no longer believe just because of what you have said, but now we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this man really is the savior of the world. I hope that people say this about our testimonies, right? Someone would come to you and say, I no longer believe just because of what you said, just because of how you proclaimed how God worked in your life. That's what she did, right? She went back and shared, this is how God has encountered me. Come and see. And they believe And then they encounter Jesus themselves. And so they say, I no longer believe just because of your testimony, but I believe because I have been made new in Jesus. And I know that this man is the savior of the world. This is the opportunity we have with our testimonies. I think we're scared sometimes because we don't want to share with unbelievers, you know, even the things that we've done, the things that we've been saved from right? Like that's sometimes really challenging, but we look at this. This is a woman who for all intents and purposes has every reason to hide and shame and never speak of it to a people who already outcasted her. And yet when we encounter the grace of Jesus, we are spurred on to go and share the good news of what it looked like to encounter Jesus
1: and bring other people into that.
0: That is the power your testimony has, and that is the power that we get to use to share that. And so we want to equip you to do that.
1: And I think just listening back to that, you can just really see God's characteristic and just how loving he is. And we can just hope and pray that when we share our testimonies that others can start to see those type of characteristics of Jesus as well. And I think there's, all, there's tons of characteristics to describe Jesus and who he was. And we just hope that it's evident in our stories. And I also think like when you go back and share your story with an unbeliever, like I'm constantly reminded of where I came from and like, it's, it's insane to look back that like my walk with the Lord and relationship with the Lord is only like three years now, like mm. of truly pursuing the Lord. And I just remember sharing this a couple weeks ago with my roommate and I was just baffled at how much the Lord had just changed the, the course of my life completely. What I'm doing now is absolutely not what I expected to be doing. And I think it's just a great reminder that we are going to experience spiritual trials and stuff. And when you share your story with an unbeliever, it kind of like relights my fire for the Lord. Um, And just like, see how good he is. You're like, oh (laughs) yeah, God God has done that. Right. And he will do it again, you know? And it's like, just, putting him first and like, you really got to prioritize your relationship with the Lord before you can be share. You know, you can always be sharing with unbelievers, but they want to see that active pursuit in you to see that that is still, it wasn't a one time fix. Like this is a lifestyle. Like this is your relationship with the Lord. This is your identity. Like your identity is in the Lord. It shouldn't be in anything else. And they should be able to see that clearly. Mm -hmm. So I hope that we've kind of convinced you guys that why it's so important to share our stories. Now, Mm -hmm. let's transition and talk about how we can share our stories. I'm going to start this out by saying, like, every time you share your story, it's going to be a little bit different. That's okay. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sometimes you're only going to have that 30 seconds in an elevator to be like, God is good, you know? And sometimes you're going to have people who want to listen to the long version of, your story and it could be an hour like I remember when I first got to know people sometimes stories were like 30 minutes to an hour and that was great and I'm like for me I'm like 10-15 minutes is like golden for me but that's just a personal thing it's gonna change and you kind of have to read the room a little bit like is your audience your roommate Someone who's going to listen to you for a longer period of time. Or is it somebody you bumped into at a stoplight, you know, waiting for the crosswalk and you only have three minutes? You know, you don't have that long, but you know what I mean? Like (laughs) the (laughs) longest traffic light. (laughs) You have to read the room, really. And So it's important that you don't just talk about every tragic little thing that has happened to you. Like life is long. Like I'm 21 years old. That would be a long story to tell. We really want the story to be an example of who God saves. God saves the broken. And we see that in the story of the woman in the well. And also, if you look back at your life, you can realize how broken you are. And (laughs) your only hope was to have Jesus come and save you. And we really need to have the emphasis of this being what God has done and not what you have done. It is not about you and what you have done. It's simply about the Lord and how he has changed your heart to point him to you and how he is using you To glorify His kingdom. This has nothing to do about you. He, you are a character in His story for His kingdom. This Mm. is not about you. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's like
0: this like reality, and I, I think we fall into this trap sometimes when we share our stories that we think like God saved us from our circumstances, when like God saved you from your sin, right? Like it is not that you know God saved you from. You know the circumstances that were broken that you encountered. He may have, and like praise God. You know, like that's that's true, and it's not that that's not your testimony. Like that, if that's part of your testimony, praise God. That's great. But I think that sometimes when we share our stories, our focus is on these circumstances God changed. When in reality, we need to use our stories to proclaim like God saved me for my sin, for the sake of salvation. He saved me for my sin for the sake of salvation, and that is what I've been rescued for, and that's how I've been made new. And that gives the power and the work back to God for renewing our hearts for the purpose of salvation.
1: And so we just really want to help guide in how you can present your story, not present, but talk about your story with an unbeliever. And just recognizing that the gospel is not just a set of historical facts, but it's your present reality that is being displayed and how it is transforming our lives day after day and i just want to make it clear like just because you know the lord doesn't mean you're not gonna sin ever and you're not gonna fall back it's it's not a linear you know it's not a living your line here and it's it's never going to be but having your foundation in the lord and knowing the truth behind it and how he has redeemed you in the past and how he will continue to do that and he never leaves you astray we're the ones who leave and crawl back running when we need his help. We just really want to make sure that this is a constant transformation of our life and that it should be a daily surrender and your story keeps growing, right? So I'm 21. I have a story right now that the Lord has redeemed as of right now, but in five years, it's going to look completely different. And those events and sin struggles that the Lord has redeemed me fund from will continue to be sanctified and will continue to learn and grow closer to him. And that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. this is something that you're just going to continue to grow in as you grow in your relationship with the Lord. And it's not like you set down your story right now and that's it. Like it continues to grow and it continues to build. And I think the cool part about that is you can look back and see the Lord's hand over it. Like I know when we shared my story, I was talking about how we knew the Lord's hand was all over this friendship from the very beginning. But now it's like, that's crazy. We get to look back and feel like it wasn't just like a seasonal thing. This is like a lifelong thing that we have with the Lord here. And we're going to continue to see that as we continue to go grow closer to him.
0: Yeah. And I think too, with that, your story's going to change. Like hopefully you get to walk with Jesus your whole life. And that means that you're going to continue to experience the renewing power of the gospel and the sin that God saved you from It'll change and shift over time. And so with that, when we look at sharing our story, it is not like, let it's not just sharing everything that's ever happened to us, but it's these isolated accounts of God's glory for the purpose of giving God glory. Like we are We are focusing in on ways that we've been redeemed by the gospel and communicating that to others for the purpose of glorifying the Lord and bringing the gospel to them. And this is a really powerful thing to hear the work of God in someone's life. One, because like I said, no one can refute it. They may have questions and doubts about Christianity and the history of it, but your life is your life. And with that, it also allows people to see how they may fit within God's larger story. I think at times that people who are not Christian, really don't know how to visualize themselves, how God could want them or redeem them. And when we share our stories, it gives a visible picture of what it looks like to encounter the holy God and what it looks like to be part of God's story and helps them to maybe see ways they may fit into that, especially if they have elements of of their story that may be similar, right? It allows them to see what God can redeem and how he uses that redemption for his purpose and glory going
1: forward. So as a reflection, like, I just want to ask, like, what's keeping you from sharing your story with unbelievers? Okay, you said that, and my brain
0: immediately reminded. Okay, so I went on this spring break mission trip where you like share the gospel every night. It's super cool. It's very challenging. It you know gets you out of your comfort zone in all the ways. And I remember going to this like the very first year, and I was like so prepped for the gospel. Right, like I had Romans Road post it noted in my Bible. I had a three-circle diagram app on my phone. It's actually pretty cool. You should get it. I, you know, knew the gospel. I knew how to turn over a conversation. I was like, I got this. I'm gonna be a gospel sharing warrior. And I did not wanna share a single thing about myself. And so the whole first night of conversations were really uncomfortable and awkward because as much as I knew how to, you know, pivot a conversation, as much as I like knew the gospel and had all these gospel tools in front of me, which are not bad. We're not saying anything against those. Those are great. I didn't want to share my story with people because I had a lot of shame and I really hadn't actually surrendered it back to God. I knew that God had given me this story for the purpose of the kingdom. And I did not want to share it. I did not want to tell people about my life. I did not want to tell people about the things that I still felt shame of. And that's not what God asked us to do. Like he uses our stories and he redeems us, right? Which means Romans 8.1, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Like we do not have to carry shame. Shame is not the Lord's language for the believers of Jesus, right? Conviction, yes. Shame, no. And so we have this opportunity to walk without condemnation. We don't need to feel shame for our stories, which means that we get to surrender it to the Lord and say, even if you right, even if there's parts of your story that you don't get yet or you don't love, Like, I just want to meet you in that space and say, I get it right. There are elements of my story that some days are harder than others to walk through and process, but God has redeemed you and he has released you from the shame of them. And he wants to purpose it for his glory. And so maybe that's your answer to Liz's question. What's keeping you from sharing your story with others? You're like, I don't want people to know. And I just want to say, I get it. And maybe there's parts of that story that you're not going to share right away or not sharing every audience. That's okay too. This is not, you don't have to trauma dump on everybody, right? You don't have to, you don't know them that, but we do have the opportunity to like speak in boldness if there's elements of our story. God is prompting us to share for his glory. And we can do that and surrender, you know, our feelings towards it and embrace God's view of it.
1: Yeah. I think as you were sharing about how you still had shame and you didn't want to share your story on that trip. I think it just reminds me that sometimes my hesitation comes from people sometimes think that I'm trying to shame them for still doing the things that I've been redeemed Mm, from. So that's good. My, my past is full of like, kind of like the party scene and stuff like that. And I'm in college. That's what people do. Like that is the norm that people have just they just do here. And And so it's wrong. Right. Like, so it's hard. You have to be really delicate with words. And if you know me, words are not my thing. So it's like, sometimes the hesitation for me is I want to be in a space where this is a loving express, you know, like this is a loving way of me telling what the Lord has done in my life without shaming them for what they're still doing. And sometimes I've had people say, Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't realize that, you know, drinking was bad or, oh, I don't want you to think that I'm this awful person for drinking. And I've had several of my friends tell me that, and it's not that I ever wanted to bring shame to them. So I think there is just a gentleness that needs to be present, especially when speaking with unbelievers, because they don't know, and they don't right. know that the weight of their sin is death. And we just pray that, you know, our stories, God would continue to use in plant seeds in their lives as well.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think with that, what is so important to remember, right, is is what we view about sin. It is not, you know, that, you know, shame on you. How dare you, you know, legalistic culture of right and wrong. I think there's things that God clearly gives directives of what is sin, right? There's clear direction. Like there is a clear right. There is clear truth. But when we're bringing the gospel to someone, when we're sharing our story, we are not saying, Hey, get ready for some behavior modification. Are you right? Like that's not God's heart. It is heart transformation. Like you didn't one day be like, Oh, I'm gonna stop getting, you know, drunk because God said no. So here I go, I'm not gonna God be definitely you know. did not say. <laughs> that, that was not that's not what happened was God changed your heart and renewed you and redeemed you and released you right from the power of sin. So you have the choice to walk in the freedom of Christ. And it was, you know, both in changing your desires and changing your ability and your view of it to walk away from temptation. And I think we have to, you know, kind of, as we share our stories, remember what, what we are offering people, offering people, what the good news is, is not congratulations. Welcome to moralism. Like that's not good news. That sucks. (laughs) The good news is like that we believe sin is chains and we believe God is freedom, which means that we have this opportunity to speak life and freedom to people To meet them in a space of brokenness. There are things that we run to that we think sustain us. That is a huge part of the woman at the well. We go and we look at these things that we think sustain us and will fulfill us. And we think this is it, and it leaves us empty. And we are here to proclaim I have something that will not leave you empty. I have something that will not leave you thirsty anymore. There's this good news and freedom. So when we speak it to people through our stories, like we don't want to speak shame onto them. That's not the the gospel. It's this invitation that Jesus is like, I will take on the burden of your sin and I want you to walk in freedom. And I want you to experience the power of the Holy Spirit that gives us the opportunity to not sin. Like when we don't have Jesus, we have no power over our sin. We are the flesh. We are weak. We will fall to it every time. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we actually have the option to be like, hey, sin, no. You know, I don't want to, and we have the power to step over that because we have the power of Jesus who conquered death, who conquered sin on the cross, and it no longer has power over him. And when we embrace the Holy spirit, we have access to that power to triumph over sin. And so when we're sharing our stories, right, like we're not trying to shame people for their actions. We're trying to invite people into freedom
1: from the things that burden them. Absolutely. I kind of didn't realize that that's kind of a realization. I was like, wow. I, I."
0: (laughs) you're like, yeah, that's true. (laughs) I know I got off track. It's great.
1: (laughs) Uh, so just kind of wrapping up with how to share a story. So, um, we really want to reflect on the elements of the gospel when we share our story. So with the creation, the fall redemption and new creation and matching these elements up with parts of our story, and then using those elements of the gospel, we can start to speak into those inserting your story and still following kind of like a guide of the gospel.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, we've been saying this whole time. We want to use our stories to usher in the gospel. And so one of the easiest ways to do that is to use the gospel to share your story. And so we want to equip you to do that. We're going to give the caveat. This is not our brilliant idea, right? This is totally adaptation. There's a great book called Gospel Fluency. It comes a lot from that. And so we don't have time today to do that, but we are going to give you another episode and we're going to walk through it. So if you're going to be a journal note taker kind of person, that may be one of those episodes you don't want to listen to while you're driving because we want to fully equip you to know how to share your story. So we're going to walk through some questions to be asking to reflect on, to maybe answer, to help you kind of frame your view of your story and learning how to communicate it in a way that easily communicates the gospel and lends itself to maybe even a full gospel presentation, you know, at the end of that. And so we're going to equip you with that next episode and kind of talking through, you know, what's challenging about that. But we hope this space has really allowed you to kind of sit right and what, what is sometimes hard and scary about sharing our story or maybe we even feel like i don't want to share my story or why do i even need to like hopefully you're starting to see that man god has so much goodness in store for you and he wants to use that goodness to to impact the kingdom and to reach other people with the gospel so we'll see you here next episode we were so glad you guys were here with us is all we have time for today but every episode we just want to take a quick second to pause and say that with topics like these this is just the start of the conversation
1: as you wrestle with these topics and questions our ultimate authority needs to be god through his word and prayer not what somebody on the internet even us says there's always a space to keep learning and keep asking questions
0: all right ladies we hope this episode has set up the conversation for you we are sending you out to keep the conversation going wherever god has you